knowledge, right? That can be a weapon. Mm -hmm. It was harder for me to shut my mouth and let God lead because I felt like I had the answers. In the place before we have them, we might be inclined to say, God, you're going to have to take this because I don't have the answers. Then we get the answers and forget to invite God into the conversation because we feel like they have the answers and we're so excited about it. (laughs) But beyond that is a place where you have the answer. You know where you want the conversation to go. You have peace, but you don't need to jump in. Mm -hmm. You don't need to jump ahead of the Lord. You don't need to get out of step with him. You can say, I know by the fact that I'm having this question, you are working on that hard, Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let you do your thing. And I'm going to sit back here and watch you do your thing. You be the star. Thanks for joining us today on Study with Friends. I'm Paige Quadro, and we're so glad you've joined Holly and the ladies as they gather round together to study God's Word. This week, we wrap up our series on apologetics and the fears we have in engaging in those tough conversations with non-believers. If you've missed any part of this series, we encourage you to head to our website, studywithfriends.org, to find the previous episodes as well as the homework. Remember, you can stream us anytime, anywhere with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, or join in as the ladies discuss and record on YouTube. Now let's finish up our beginning look on apologetics. The one last thing that I want us to think about as, a, as an apologetics tool is something you touched on at the very beginning, and I think we teased out a little bit, but I want to put a really sharp point on it, and that's this. You can't reason, and actually the Bible tells us not to force non-believers to try to adhere to the Bible. Mm -hmm. The Bible actually tells us that. So anytime that we take a non-believer and say, well, you should, Mm -hmm. that's not how the Bible teaches us to operate in our faith. So when someone asks me a question, if they're not a believer, I can't reason from them from inside the scriptures. Mm -hmm. That's my go-to because it's what I'm the most familiar with, but it doesn't work Mm -hmm. because foundationally, there's no bridge across that gap. I believe in the Bible. You just don't believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Here's a great example. I'll give you two examples. One, why is there evil in the world? If my response were, well, because of the fall, right. I'm shorthanding it. You know, where someone would be like, well, creation happened and then sin happened. And then that is reasoning from within the mm-hmm. Bible. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You're, you are, it's an exercise in futility because mm-hmm. they're just going to say to you, well, I don't believe in any of that. Right. So, If you need to reason with someone, logic, reason, all of those things, you have to have some skills that can, and listen, guys, justice, that's going to land squarely inside these pages. I'm getting there, (laughs) but I can't start there. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So that's another thing we have to just let go of, which is starting inside the text of the Bible. Not that I've built this whole we've built this whole ministry i've built my whole life (laughs) on the truth of the Mm -hmm. bible i'm not saying that's not true what i'm saying is you can't start there but that actually takes the pressure off because how many of us want to memorize you know 50 bible verses that are going to be the perfect answer which is so to your point and actually um what we were talking about a while a a little bit while uh, a while back in the conversation is that rife conversation about gay marriage which still still happens, mm-hmm. ordination of gay, of you know LGBTQ whatever. People ask me still, "What's your position on that?" And I say, "Why do you ask me that question?" Mm-hmm. 
the next question typically is, or statement is, well, because I assume since you're a Christian, you wouldn't want to be around me, or you would, you don't believe that I'm okay, or what my choices are okay, and immediately I have a pastoral moment there mm-hmm. to be Christ Absolutely. before yeah. I am right. Yeah. Yes. And I would say, you know, if you don't believe in the Bible, how could anybody hold you accountable mm-hmm. to what the Bible says? So I don't hold you accountable to what the Bible mm-hmm. says because you don't believe in the Bible. That shocks them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. they wow. know I'm a, I'm a hardcore yeah. Christian. Yeah what I believe, but for me to build a bridge and say, I understand that you're not living by the precepts of the Bible. That makes total sense to me. And I love you. I can still love you. Mm-hmm. Shocks. Wow, shocks. Really good. <laughs> and, and that actually breaks my heart because why are you shocked by my love for you? Yeah. Why are you, why are you shocked by the fact that I would love you before I care to be right or rule you or a oh, bunch yeah. of rules that I want to impose on you? Yeah. Why is that shocking you? Let me be something different in your life. Um, I'm going to talk about someone who I actually know does watch the program, so I'm going to be really vague. This person will know who they are. I'm going to use non-gender specific terms. Um, A Christian for a long time, married for a long time, just realized that, that this person was gay. Getting a divorce, had a conversation with this person, and there was fear. And this person said to me, I just, I really, I'm really scared to say this because I really appreciate our relationship and I don't want to lose our relationship, but I also feel like you're so safe. You're a safe place for me. And so I really want you to know what's going on in my life and told me I'm getting a divorce. I recently came out and, and, um, and my church is shunning me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love you. Nothing changes that. Mm -hmm. And this person wept, which breaks my heart because why should it be so meaningful to them that, that a Christian led with love? Why should it be so shocking yeah. that a Christian led with love? That broke my heart. I'm all about just loving that person now. Like, I don't care. That person has been churched. That person knows the word. Yeah. That is up to the spirit to deal with that. I, I don't need to come at, I don't need to come for that. Mm. I, it's so obvious to me that what I need to do there is love that person and let, let, let God do the rest. If there's correction, if there's redirection, if there's realignment, if there's conviction, those are my job. Those are not my job. My job is love you, mm. love you. If you come and say, what, would you exegete this text for me? Of course I will exegete that text for you. I will tell you the truth of that text. But you come to me first. Don't let me pound you over the head and break your heart with my Bible. That's just not what God intends the Bible to be. Do you understand what I mean? Yep. And so so all of these conversations that we want to bring into, and you know, maybe what I'm saying is controversial for some people, is they think that I'm, I'm watering down my faith. Believe me when I tell you that I'm not. But our, our faith is watered down by not loving people well. That waters down our faith. That waters down our faith. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so in the context of apologetics, in the context of Christian witness, in the context of loving relationships, it all comes down to that same 
principle. How can I be in relationship with you? How can I love you well? How can I emulate to the best of my flesh riddled experience the person and work of Christ first? Mm -hmm. And let the Holy Spirit and the person and work of Christ and the Father who are infinitely more powerful than I am to bring you to salvation and whose responsibility it wholly is Mm -hmm. to bring you to salvation. Let them do their job. Let me do mine. Mine is be love to them. Be my hands and feet. Serve them. Be humble. Show them my heart so they're attracted to it. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful? Okay. What do you think about what I said? Blow it up. Oh, <laughs> I thought you wanted to wrap up. <laughs> I do, but we're going to pray. But yeah. <laughs> I'll just add to that comment, um, to what you said uh, <laughs> with a comment and say um, it's so important to lead in love. I very much agree with you on that. I know also in my experience, the Lord has put me out of my comfort zone and had me not only lead with love, but then follow up with truth mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my experience, there have been a lot of people that are afraid to ask the questions and so God puts it on your heart. And and I agree with you. It has to absolutely be Holy Spirit led because you can't be led by your flesh. Right. Because back to what we talked about earlier in the conversation, people can recognize whether they are consciously aware of it or not. They can recognize what spirit is working behind you. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're working from a flesh place, mm-hmm. they'll recognize it immediately and they'll get on the defensive immediately and be hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, th- then it's like, where's the love that you yeah, and started you've blown it up? Yeah. You've blown yeah. up your opportunity to be in their life, right? But if the Lord is leading you to then speak truth, like like in that example that you gave, which is a real life example, if the Lord in that moment, as they're weeping, then led you to speak truth, don't be afraid of it. Um, and I'm I tell myself that too, uh, and I have the Lord tell me that all the time because. I, I approach it with such a um, a, a sensitivity to want to love them first. Mm-hmm. The Lord has to remind me sometimes, you know, in those moments, because it's, it's each moment. It's like you have yeah. to be, there's no, there is formula sometimes, but, but it's also organic. Mm. It really, truly is. And it's, mm. it's actively listening to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead you, flowing, you know, with him. But in those moments, it's like if he is then leading you to do more, that's where you say yes and you step out. And then just, you know, um, it says in Psalm 141, verse three, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips, Mm -hmm. you know, and I pray that to myself all the time because because then it's like what when you give the rest to the Lord, what comes out of your mouth if you're confident that it's of the Lord, you can then put that back on him. Mm -hmm. So if he does have you speak truth that could be controversial to what they believe you can put that back on the holy spirit and he wants you to god wants you to put that responsibility back on him you know um and and from there i also i also so love what you said about how you can't lead with the truth or you can't lead with biblical references and scriptures yeah. if they don't believe the Bible in right. the first place. I love that. But then the example you gave about the justice, that's like a universal thing that everyone understands, mm-hmm. but it is biblical. I truth. know. I know. It, it's it's just my favorite. Different language. It's my favorite that. pathway. Yes. Because yeah. it that. never fails. Yeah. Oh, amen. Because yeah. if you believe in justice, you must believe in a fundamental right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is a fundamental right and wrong, right. there must be a fundamental moral lawgiver who says 
as, as Tim Keller says. If, if this is right and wrong, who says? Yeah. Who says? Are you the one who says what's right and wrong? Who says? Right. And, and so that's my, th- I just shorthanded that for you. Mm-hmm. But leading them through that path, it's one of the reasons I, w- I think I said this to you, I was clamoring to do a series during uh, the, ser- the summer of the George Floyd upheaval yeah. because everyone was talking about justice. Yeah. And all I could think of was, this is a way. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to equip people. We got to talk about it. We got to show them how to funnel this conversation into Christ. It naturally goes there. Yeah. You, It has to it end really there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to end yes. there. And if you can capitalize, anytime we can take an opportunity to capitalize on what's happening in the culture for Christ, we should be rushing to that oh, battle line. Yeah. I hate to use battle line, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It's true. And, yeah. and yeah. let me say this, and I know you were jumping out of your skin to say the same thing that she just said, which mm-hmm. is about the truth, because you and I have talked about right. this several times. Um, and uh, do you want to add to it? Yeah, well, I just, I guess in a situation like what you described, it's tough. This person is a believer, and they've gone so far to leaving their wife and divorcing and, you know. To be s- husband or wife. Sorry, yes, right. Um, so that's, but I don't think it's incongru- incongruous to say, I love you, I want to remain in relationship, even though I don't, in truth, believe what you're doing is biblically correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but then let's follow that along. And that person goes down a path, is is in now a homosexual relationship, going to church, thinking they're all good with the Lord. And how do you stay in relationship when you're right in my opinion, not agreeing with mm-hmm. that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, then you get into, yeah. you know, all those issues of yep. of mm-hmm. people who are picking and choosing what what they think is right out of the scriptures, you mm-hmm. know. So um, it's a conflict, but certainly in the you in and the I agree heat of the trauma which mm-hmm. this person is in at the moment, they need believers who come around them and love mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and and, and, and later maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So that's kind of where I am, where mm-hmm. I, where, how I approach it in uh, you and I agree too. Yeah. That maybe not right now mm-hmm. that let the Lord lead a conversation. And oh, certainly absolutely. if the yeah. Lord were convicting me, but that's, that's so, so um, spot on that it's about letting the Lord lead that conversation oh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. sure that if, if, if I'm the one who's mm-hmm. supposed to speak the truth about that, which I may not be, and I have to accept if I'm now, by the way, this also is a personal thing for me because I'm much more of a truth teller. Mm-hmm. So I always say people have people lean on one side or the other of t- speak the truth and love. They either lean towards truth mm-hmm. and forget the love or they lean towards love and forget the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I lean towards truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, for me, it's important for me to love first before I yeah. tell the truth, because my truth can sometimes be really hard. Well, and that's beautiful because I'm. Uh, that's I'm what I noticed side. about yeah. what you were saying, and I was like, okay, that's a yeah. really good juxtaposition. Yeah. Yes, so for me, absolutely. I don't have to be um, inspired to say the truth. Mm-hmm. I have to be inspired to wait mm-hmm. and love first. And what you're saying is, I have to w- hear from the Lord. It's time to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, both are completely valid. Mm-hmm. Depends on your personality, I think, and how God wants to use you. I mean, He wants He's not going to He's He's going to use you in in the ways that He's gifted you. So, and certainly He can plenty of times and does call us out of our comfort zone. But most of the time, He's going to l- let you live into the gifts that He's given yeah. you. And yeah. so, for sure, I'm looking. I'm not only am I putting my feedback 
putting my feet up, sitting back and waiting. I'm looking mm-hmm. for opportunities to speak into this in a different way. But I'm waiting because my tongue is a sharp truth teller. Yes. And I yeah. have to temper that with love. That's what I've learned in my years on the planet mm-hmm. that I can come across harsh. So for my apologetics approach, for my truth approach, I have to temper it that way. And I think yeah. it's good that this came up because other people have to temper it the opposite yeah. way. They have to temper their love tendency with truth. Mm-hmm. When I th- Sorry. Yeah, no, but it all meets yeah. in the middle at Holy Spirit led and, Absolutely. you know, not all the things that we already said. And it's speaking to the culture really at the, at the crux of it, because, you know, even going back to Luke 24, you know, Jesus starts off in verse 25 in their answer and saying, you foolish people. Right. And I made, I had made a quick comment earlier saying, Oh, well maybe that just has to do with the culture. Um, I haven't mentioned this until now, but a a big part of what my church does is mission work. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the major, um, places that we're called to is Nigeria. Um, that culture is very different where they are, they will just say the first thing they're thinking and it's very direct and it's very abrasive, but you know, and, and as Americans, sometimes we're like, Oh, why did you just say that? But yet they, that's their love language. Their love language is just truth. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, and, and I've noticed that with, even in America too, some people are really, really like that. And, um, and so it, it's, again, it really, and, and we definitely agree with this. And I love that, that it, it goes back to, it has to be Holy Spirit led yep. because, because you could, you could diminish the Lord wanting to bring out a moment of, of their, of their deliverance, you know, by, by you not speaking truth. And then you can also yep. diminish your ability to share the love of Christ by you just having this angst within you that it's like you're looking so much at the at what the enemy has done and not looking at the brokenness that the Lord wants to restore yeah, and and so that's and you wh- become a stumbling block exactly mm-hmm. and that's why it's organic it really yep. is yeah. it, you can have a formula and it's important to to again you know learn the principles but it's gonna it's gonna be different in almost mm-hmm. every single situation mm-hmm. and that that's okay. And it, and to tie everything back, which I'm sure you will also, back to what you first said, the fear of not having the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could just accept the fact that it's going to be different almost every time, then we can let that weight off of our shoulders. Yes. And I'm telling myself this because I so feel for you with that. I've, I've dealt with that for years of like, but I have to have, I mean, I was saved out of that, right? I yeah. have to have the right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's perfect. I am going to end on this. <laughs> <laughs> what you just said, there's a bend and flex. Okay. So we start at a place where we don't have the answers. It's our job as we've been talking about. I mean, Peter reminds us, be prepared to give the reason for the hope that is in you. So if when we do the work, become equipped, there can be a space where we're like, oh, but now I do have the right answers. Mm-hmm. And want to and I experienced that. When I when I learned apologetics and learned naturalism, relativism, pluralism, wh- all of it, because I soaked it, I loved it. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> la- knowledge, right? That can be a weapon. Mm-hmm. I it was harder for me to shut my mouth. And let God lead because I felt like I had the answers. So in the in this in the place before we have them, 
we might be inclined to say, God, you're going to have to take this because I don't have the answers. Then we get the answers and forget to invite God into the conversation because we feel like you have the answers and we're so excited about it. <laughs> but beyond that is a place where you have the answer. You know where you want the conversation to go. You have peace, but you don't need to jump in. Mm-hmm. You don't need to jump ahead of the Lord. You don't need to get out of step with him. You can say, I know by the fact that I'm having this question, you are working on that hard, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you do your thing. And I'm going to sit back here and watch you do your thing. You be the star. You be the star. And if I can use my words or my countenance to, to further your purpose in this person's life, Lord, let me be blessed by doing that with you, alongside you, underneath you. But you're about to be big right now. Mm-hmm. Take the stage. Mm-hmm. And that is a maybe the last layer out to say, I don't need to have the answer. I just need to know how to direct this question, these, this conversation towards the Holy Spirit working. If they're asking me the question, the Holy Spirit's already at work there. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to do a whole lot of work in equipping. I'm going to warn you at the beginning of this process, getting the equipping can stumble, make you stumble because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I have the answer. Right. <laughs> so here we are feeling like maybe we don't have all the answers. We're going to get to a place where we feel like we do have a lot of the answers or at least know what to do. Then we have to get to a place where we settle, which is, I know where mm-hmm. this is going. I know where it needs to end. I know how to get us there, but there's no hurry. There's no hurry. Yeah. Let me watch the Lord work and let me be edified. Let me be blessed. Let me be, my faith be strengthened by seeing the passion that he has for the unbeliever. Yeah. And I get a front row seat. Well, it gives you more time to pray too. You know, for for sure. Yes. Yeah. For yes. sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, how many of us have been listening and pr- panic praying mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. all right let's let's not panic pray let's pray it out unless there's other final thoughts that you guys have this is such a good conversation <laughs> okay god thank you so much for our time in the word and with you and with each other the fellowship of believers is so sweet i love that you raised up every single thing that we needed to cover today god the different perspectives the leaning towards truth, the leaning towards love, the way that we um, tackle these questions, the way that we respond to these questions. Thank you for opening our hearts to understand better how we can glorify you because that is our chief goal. Mm -hmm. And we love you, Lord. Help us to do it better even as we walk away from this time. Help us to put these principles into practice. Help us be like Christ on the road to Emmaus asking better questions and loving people well. We ask you to fill our heart with your spirit all times, but especially when we encounter the seeker and the skeptic or even the doubts in our own hearts. Uh, Fill us with your spirit, Lord. That is the answer. That is the solution. That is the revelation. You are the revelation, Lord. You are the truth. You are the way. We thank you for that. We thank you for giving us the truth and 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 multiplying it in our hearts for the confidence of our faith. Um, just bless us as we leave this time, and we thank you so much for your heart and for your love for us. We lift it all up for your glory and in your Son's name. Amen. Amen. Hi, this is Carol, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. 
We are a donor-funded organization, and while all the women who participate in our studies are volunteers, there are many costs and expenses that need to be covered by you, our listening audience. Please prayerfully consider supporting us with a one-time gift, or even better, become a monthly donor. Just go to our website, studywithfriends.org, and click on the Donate tab. Also, please pray for us as we seek to fulfill our mission to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through the fellowship of Bible study and the careful examination of your faith. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check out our videos and podcasts on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And please remember that our studies cannot substitute for being involved in a Bible-believing church that is close to you where you can live out all aspects of the Christian life. God bless.